Hello, everyone, and fellow M3ers. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Darren Greenwald, the Quality Assurance Manager here at M3, and you're listening to the M3 Minutes. Today, we have Carolyn Hollum checking into the podcast, and she's going to share with you a little bit about the professional services department. How are you doing today? Great, Darren. Thanks. Did you have a great weekend? It's a Monday, so it finally... Good. It was nice and sunny here in Georgia. I know. It's about time, right? It's been raining for three weeks straight, and we've been just sloshing around in awful mud, and we finally have a beautiful day. That's right. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about what your position is here at M3. Sure. I'm the Senior Vice President of Professional Services, and I've been here about four years. So, you know... Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, being in professional services. You know, with your position, did you start in that position? Walk us through your career here with this company. Yeah, so when I started in August, about four years ago, like I said, I was the director of professional services. So I kind of handled more of the, the day-to-day functions of what our accountants were doing. Um, and this past January, February, I was promoted to the senior vice president role. Oh, well, congratulations. That's a very prestigious title. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> so, uh, where did you go to college? Went to the University of Georgia. Go dogs! All right, Carolyn, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about what M3PS is. Sure. M3PS is a team of accountants that, that provide accounting services to specifically to the hospitality industry. Okay, so what does the abbreviation actually stand for? I guess we should start with that. PS is professional services, and then obviously M3PS. Gotcha. So what type of actual services do you provide to our customers? So we provide um, accounts payable, which is typically our check printing services. We do bank reconciliation. So we reconcile banks for our clients. We like to brag that we do those on a daily basis for all of our clients. We do sales tax remittance. So we remit sales tax based off the revenue that's provided um, from your PMS service. We do balance sheet reconciliations, which is also known as working papers. So we take your balance sheet accounts and we reconcile those each month. And then we also do, we do analytical review when we're preparing our financial statements. So we do a very in-depth review of, of your balance sheet and your P&L when creating those statements. Okay, so you were talking about bragging because you do the bank recs daily. What's so special about that? Well, that, that lets you know every day if there's something wrong. If you kind of if you wait till the end of the month, we found that you know it's almost too late sometimes to know that something has gone wrong in your bank statements. So if we do it every day, we can keep you up to date and and knowing, you know, hey, this credit card didn't didn't clear, this deposit was not the correct amount. Um, instead of waiting at the end of the month when you're trying to get those financial statements out the door as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go back and, and fix some of these things and, and get those out on time. Gotcha. So that allows a faster reporting turnaround for the stakeholders? Absolutely. Very cool. And it just, you know, you know what you're, you know what you're doing each month. You know what's going on in real time. I should, I should probably take a, a page out of your book just for that so I don't look at all my bills at the end of the month and be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have bought that, you know, <laughs> that cool little... I guess it could be good and bad in that, in that essence. So uh, why would somebody want to actually utilize the M3 professional services. What are the advantages? Um, So one of the big advantages I like to tell people is M3PS, we are M3, so we know the software. And if there's something, you know, we don't know how the software works or what's going on, you know, we have experts right down the hall that are coding and creating our software. So I I like to, to let people know, you know, we know how to use the software the best because we are 
the creators of the software. Um, something else that's great about using us is we're um, able to expand and contract with our customers. So we have, you know, the hospitality industry is constantly people bringing on new hotels, selling hotels, building hotels so we can expand and contract with our clients so as as they you know bring on or build a hotel you know sometimes you get very quick notice um so you know they just call us up and say hey we have a hotel coming on next month can you handle it and and we're able to do that and then we also customize our engagements for each of our clients so the the five services i said that we did previously the bank recs ap the sales tax remittance we we do those for all our clients if they want them. If they decide that, hey, I want to, you know, keep my bank recs here, then we can take that out of the engagement. So we can kind of mix and match of what works for them. And we also can do it on a project basis or a temporary basis as well. So tell me a little bit about uh, when you take over the engagement for them. So you're doing the accounting for them. Do they still have access to all of their own information or does it become a black wall and they just get reports? <laughs> no, absolutely want them to have access. We we think it's great for our clients to go in there and pull their own statements, their own trial balances, because we have a lot of features of being able to get into the system, such as when you're on a financial statement, you're able to drill down and see what that account is made up of. So we very much encourage our clients to get into the system and look in there with us, especially when doing reviews. You know, if you have document imaging and your invoices are in there, there's, you know, that's a great thing to be able to, to review and to see those images and things like that. So when you do the accounts payable, you also take care of their document imaging needs as well? We usually don't scan it in because when the a lot of times hotels are entering in their own invoices, they're entering it in and scanning it at the same time. But we do encourage all of our clients and want them to have document imaging in there for their sake and ours as well. Very cool. So what makes the M3PS team stand out? Um, besides us being in three and knowing the software, um, we have a lot of industry veterans. We have people that have been doing this for a long time. They understand the hospitality industry. They understand from the hotel's angle as well as from a corporate perspective of what needs to be done and, and how other, other people do. Um, their financials, you know, we have people constantly asking us, well, how do you see other people doing it? Or, you know, what's the best way to do this? And so we can bring that experience together and, and give them some, some takeaways of what we think it looks like or what some of the best ways we think. That's a great way to keep raising the bar higher. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you also do internal trainings as well? So these ideas are consistent across all teams? We do. And we're, um, we're doing more and more of that. Actually, we've put together some training classes recently. So especially when all our new hires come in, mm -hmm. um, they go through a two-week training class. They know first and foremost how to use the system. So that's the main thing we train on right then. And then we train on how we like things done. You know, we want bank recs done on a daily basis. This is how you accomplish that. Um, and then after they do that, they go to their team and then they do a training with how their customers like their things done. Because each customer is obviously very different. So go ahead and tell me a little bit about the team. You just said you're bringing on new hires. How large is your team and uh, how many new people are coming in? Well, currently we have about 30 people comprised of CPAs, MBAs, all degreed accountants. Um, we are bringing in a couple more this summer. So we're actually bringing in a couple interns as well. We like to bring in interns, you know, as often as possible so we can get them on the system and learning the system. And then when they graduate, hopefully they're hit, hit the ground running with us. 
Oh, that's fantastic. How many interns do you usually have? We're going to have two starting the summer around June. So oh. We try to have one to two every semester. Oh, that's fantastic. The The internship program at M3 has really taken off over the last couple of years. It started as just one, actually, in the quality assurance department. And now almost every single department has them. And they really are an asset because they are our future. Yeah. So if we can pay it forward to them now, uh, even if they don't end up with us, they'll be able to spread the M3 name and talk about what a fantastic company this is. Absolutely, Darren. So tell me a little bit about what an average day looks like. So it really kind of depends on the time of the month. Um, but the one thing we are doing every day is bank reconciliations. So all from our supervisors down to our staff accountants, they're reconciling banks. Uh, the first two weeks of the month are obviously our heavy time periods where everyone typically wants their books closed between the 1st and the 15th. So we're making journal entries. We're, you know, reviewing financials. Um, our AP team, at least every single day, they're, they're handling customers' checks being printed out and mailed out. Um, when it gets to be the 20th, somewhere around there, a lot of times we're doing sales tax remittances. So, you know, just talking about that a little bit more, that's what the team does. So what does a VP do? What does her day look like? <laughs> oh, that definitely can vary. You know, sometimes I'm in the day to day with the clients and helping out um, our accountants with, you know, things that come up. Um, a lot of times I'm, you know, in various meetings with our with our supervisors, making sure we're training our our employees properly. Um, sometimes I'm over helping out QA with, you know, how should this work? And this is what we're seeing or, you know, the accounting core team, you know, they're doing a lot of upgrades right now and testing. So, you know, knowing what's going on in there so we can hopefully help test. You know, a lot of times we get to be on the pilot program. So that's fun. So we get to help test the new things coming out. So I'm trying to learn what they're building. And that's a fantastic point because something that really drew me to M3 was the fact that we care and not only about our customers, but also internal, uh, all the management is always having their ears to the ground, both in the public at events, as well as listening to our own internal teams to figure out what the needs are in order to not only make everybody successful in what they do, but also continue to focus on how do we create services and products for our team members that allow everybody to succeed. Yeah. So um, go, is there anything new coming up in, in the next couple of months or years? Well, we're always evaluating what services we provide. And I think one of the big things that we kind of tested out, you know, this last budget season was being able to enter budgets for our clients. So, you know, they, they bring us their budget in raw data form in Excel format, and we help get them in to the accounting core and then make sure they're balanced. And I think it's just one of those things that you do it once a year a lot of times and you kind of forget how to do it. So we're working in the system all the time. We're helping, you know, people put budgets in at various times of the year sometimes. So we're, we're thinking about adding that service this budget season um, for, for all M3 clients, not just PS clients. Oh, well, that'll be really cool. So anybody would be eligible. They just have to reach out to either a salesperson or a contact in professional services. Yes. Or even support. We get a lot of um, things come through support and they pass that along as well. Gotcha. So for the actual budget itself and getting a raw file, which modules would you actually be using to get that into the system? Um, so we use the, the budget module in Accounting Core. We put that in directly. I know there's another, you know, we have another system that uses the budget and forecast module as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we would be doing it directly through accounting core through the budget. Very, module. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I asked the question because as my, I've, 
as I've been here for about seven years at this point, there was only one way to actually import into a budget and you had to go directly into the module and you clicked on the import button at the top and you download the template and all that fun stuff. And then a couple of years in, we released the import export utility, which really opened up our ability to import into the yeah. system beyond just budgets. It, it opened up the ability to import accounts payable vendors, also default chart of accounts, all sorts of cool stuff. And that's mm -hmm. another great way to import into the system. Yes, that's the one we do use, yeah, the import export utility on, on many, like you said, on many modules, we use that. So. so in the future, do you see bringing on any other services or modules that are not currently being utilized? Um, it it kind of depends on what our clients ask for. So um, a lot of times when we're adding new new services, it's because a client has asked for it. So um, like, for instance, I said the budget, we had quite a few clients asking for this this past season. We thought, why aren't we offering this? So it, it really does depend on what people want. So, so from a customer base, uh, do you know kind of off the top of your head about how many properties we're servicing or how many customers just in total we're taking care of currently? Uh, right now it's about somewhere between 20 and 30 customers we have and it's about 300 hotels that we're servicing. We also do management companies books. We do trusts, foundations, airplanes. So I know a lot comes with owning hotels and a lot of these management companies have other things, golf courses, restaurants, things like that. So we do do those entities as well, but it's about 300 hotels by themselves. And so for an accountant or somebody on your team, how many hotels do they tend to control at a time? Uh, that will vary for the client, depending on what services they want us to provide and how quickly they want us to close. So obviously the quicker the close, if you want us to close on the third or fourth, mm -hmm. uh, a staff accountant will have less hotels versus someone that wants us to close on the 20th. But it'll be anywhere from four to 15 hotels that a staff accountant will handle. Well, that's a lot. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. We also have, you know, that's helping them. They all have a supervisor that's helping them and an accounting manager. So there's different layers of review as well. So that's what enables them to, to close that many. So go ahead and kind of break down that difference on how we uh, kind of continue to foster the team. So what's the difference between the manager and the supervisor? How do they help the teams grow and succeed? Sure. So we have, you know, the staff accountant level, they're handling most of the day to day and they're your contact. Um, each supervisor is going to have a, anywhere from four to six staff accountants underneath them. Mm -hmm. And then accounting managers are going to handle multiple supervisors. So they could have three or four or five supervisors under them. Um, and so it's a team concept. Mm -hmm. So if the staff accountant, you know, they can go to their supervisor, they can go to their manager. And then obviously I'm there if, if needed for anything. Gotcha. So you follow an open door policy. Yes, I do. So I, I pretty much know what's going on with every client on a day-to-day -day basis. For the most part, I'm having one-on-ones with our supervisors and our managers. So I know what's going on. And a lot of times they're filling me in on, on, on what they're doing. So. And I've actually stumbled across one of your floor meetings. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. That was really cool to see just how large of a department it is and you being in the center of a big ring of leadership. Yeah. So every Thursday, about 10 o'clock, we have a department-wide meeting. This is the day that, unless you're on vacation, we have everybody in the office and they know to, to block off that time. So we go over all new clients that are coming on, new hires that are coming on, um, any changes of services, um, 
you know, just everything that's going on in the day to day because they aren't broken up in teams. Sometimes they're not always in tune to what the other team is doing. So we open up the floor as well to the supervisors and anybody that wants to talk about what's going on with their team. And a lot of times that brings up ideas and thoughts of what's going on in this team. Oh, that'll help our team. Yeah. Collaboration and communication are most important. Yeah. Bringing everybody together usually spawns ideas from just a different viewpoint you've never seen before. Yeah, that's why we're in this brand new building here. And it is fantastic. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier airplanes and that caught my interest. So you said <laughs> that we have hotels and they come with airplanes, like they have helipads on the top of their hotels. How does that no, work? I just, this, some owners, you know, that's their way to, I guess, get around and check on what's going on. But we do have some hotel management companies that they own an airplane. So we, we, you know, that comes along with doing their books. And so we, we handle that for them. Well, that is awesome. I want to add that to my, you know, wants somewhere on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So since we have our 20th anniversary coming up here at M3, what I'm going to go ahead and do is ask you a couple of questions on how long ago and what you were doing 20 years ago. Plus, I'm also going to ask you some trivia and we'll see how you do. So we're going to do some warm up questions to go ahead and start. So first one is, what were you doing 20 years ago? 20 years ago, I was just learning to drive a car. I lived in Spring, Texas in high school. I wasn't even born yet. Nah. <laughs> make me feel old. I was already feeling old with 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was born at that point. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting to that age where everything's beginning to fall apart a little bit. You know, it takes a couple more days to recover than it used to. So I, I know how that is. Uh, so you were talking a little bit about uh, Texas. Uh, where is that in Texas? So I grew up in Spring, Texas. It's just a suburb north of Houston. Okay. And uh, did you have a job at that time? I did not. I was just in high school and playing sports and living the fun life now that I realize what adulthood is. <laughs> <laughs> and what sports did you play? Um, I grew up playing every sport, but mainly played at that time soccer. I was playing soccer. Now, when you went off to college, did you actually play for the team in college also? I did. I played soccer for the University of Georgia. And what was your position? I played center back. So defense. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Well, with a lot of the Atlanta fans here with our new team, the Atlanta United, they're, right. everybody's getting into football. Yeah. And so they're all excited about it. Yes. All right. So we're going to do the best out of seven, see how many of these you can get. Um, don't worry, I'm awful at trivia, too. So if I didn't have the answers in front of me, I'm sure I'd get all these wrong as well. <laughs> so first one is, what was the price of a two-liter Coca-Cola bottle? And remember, this is 20 years ago in 1998. I, honestly, like, I don't drink Coke, and I didn't drink Coke back then either. So it's kind of crazy. Um, two liters 20 years ago. 98 cents? Really close. 89 cents. You had the numbers backwards. That's good. All right. So the next one is, what were the NCAA football champions? Who were they? Oh, gosh. I didn't follow. Now I followed college football because I went to UGA, but back then I did not. In 1998, I am going to guess uh, Ohio State. No, nope, I'll give you a hint. Their color is orange. Tennessee Vols. Yeah, there you uh, go. I was going to say Florida. I'm glad I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is what major airline was founded? And, and 20 yeah. years ago there was? Yeah. Oh, AirTran. Nope. JetBlue. Darn. I thought AirTran. I like AirTran. So. I or it did. That's Southwest. I guess. All right. So in 1998, what bottled water company was introduced? All these things started 20 years ago? Um, 
I'm gonna. Can I say two? Sure. Dasani or Poland Springs? No one no. <laughs> uh, Smart Water. Oh, I do. Yeah, is that. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. When I first well, read, I don't think I knew back then what that was. I mean, I know what it is now. I still don't know. Smart Water to me, I was thinking like, oh, cool, they automated water somehow. How cool is that? <laughs> it like syncs to your phone. They have oh. the cool bottles, the tall skinny bottles and. Oh, with the, still, ne- with the neat design on. It's like it's like the Fiji bottles that you know have to be yeah, different it's like with tall square. Yeah, and thin. Like they have taller, thinner ones, but mm-hmm. they're circular. Oh, nice. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right. So in 1998, which Adam Sandler movie was released? Oh, I should know this. I really like Adam Sandler, and I want to say Happy Gilmore, but is it Billy Madison? No. It's the Darn. Wedding Singer. Darn. Those other ones are probably like way older than 20 years of then. Yeah, and I, you know, I've never even seen The Wedding Singer. See, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to have to go. I was probably still watching Happy Gilmore or something. We're going to have to do a, a team building event <laughs> yeah. and go rent that movie and watch it. All right, so also 20 years ago, what magazine began its publications? Is it a teen magazine? No. No, oh, it's like a, an adult magazine, like a regular one. Um, well, not Hugh Hefner related, but <laughs> it, it is for uh, all ages. Is it... One more hint. Is it Entertainment Magazine? Mm-mm. Oh, no. no. It's, it's sports-related. Sports Illustrated? Mm-hmm. Well, sports-related, no. ESPN. Sorry. I didn't even know that. Uh, maybe I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a magazine. I see I'm terrible at this. All right, so this one, you're going to have a couple of answers that you'll be able to do. But for 1998, name one of the most popular Christmas gifts. Um, and that is not a Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> it's got to be some, some sort of gaming system. Um, yeah, but there's... I wouldn't know because I'm not a gamer, but I'm going to guess like Nintendo 64 or something. Yeah, you got okay. it. That is one of them. Yes. So. Yeah. Can you think of any other ones? Uh, Sega? Nope. Uh, think more handheld. Oh, Game Boys? Yep. I had a Game Boy. That was 1998? The Game Boy Colors came out oh, in 1998 no, and the Nintendo old... 64. I had the one before the color. And then uh, the other options were a Furby. The Barbie and Ken is a Munster's gift set. <laughs> that must have been a heck of a popular show to get them to, you know, put on that much makeup yeah. to look that way, right? And then Betty Spaghetti, which I don't even know what that is. That, that, that is must either. have been like a Play-Doh thing where you like push down on them and their hair grows out hmm. the top and then they can like be a barber and cut it, something like that. That sounds like a Play-Doh yeah. thing. And then uh, Pokemon Yellow, the video game. Pokemon, I remember that, yeah. Yes, most of my childhood was addicted to the Game Boy. Uh, but that wasn't bad, so you got what? technically one out of seven. <laughs> but from a percentage base, you know, you're above 10%. You know, yeah, when you're in high school, you're kind of worried about yourself at that point, driving that car. That's what I was worried about in 1998. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't risk crashing a car, especially if your parents helped, you know, do all that, because one, one mess up and it's gone forever, right? Exactly. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the segment, Carolyn. I've really appreciated you coming here today and telling us a little bit more about professional services. Are there any last words you'd like to throw out there? Thanks for having me, and if anybody needs anything from professional services, please reach out to us. 
And now for our users and our friendly M3ites that have been listening this whole time, I really like to thank you for taking the time today to get to know a little bit more about our company, not only myself, but also to learn about our Vice President of Professional Services, excuse me, that Senior Vice President of Professional Services, Carolyn Hollum. Make sure that you take some time to subscribe to our M3 Minutes cast. It can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and on our SoundCloud. So whichever one is the easiest for you, you can access it from your phone, a computer, or any digital device in this day and age. As we mentioned last time, we're going to go ahead and create new episodes at the end of every month. So make sure to come back and listen for some more by keeping your updates available and ready to go. Now, as always, M3 is here to make you successful. So here's to your success. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next month.